Welcome to the Conscious Relationship Uncoupling and Parenting Summit. It's me, Lucia Gabriela, your host and producer. And today we have an incredible and amazing woman and mentor. Her name is Martina Hughes. So Martina has worked with thousands of people over the past 12 years. Martina has helped people to develop a deeper experience of love, to feel more fulfilled sexually, and experience a greater connection and harmony in relationship. Martina's innate gift to understand people from all walks of life has been her influence spanned many years across many continents. Her instant report with people gives them permission to be vulnerable, to share the deepest, darkest life challenges. Through the exploration of these challenges, Martina empowers women and men to discover the full range of their humanity and realize their deepest gift. Martina's own journey of transformation has included her transition from a career as a financial controller to now sharing her wisdom as a love, intimacy, and relationship mentor. This transition included several years of personal exploration through shiastu, energetic healing, breath work, and rebirthing, yoga, whole foods, and tantra. Tantra was the key she had been loving for which brought together all the other tools in a truly holistic and integrative approach. Martina created Tantric Blossoming, the largest tantric community in Australia, to create experiences for women and men to open their heart and feel the innate aliveness of their bodies. Through private session, workshops, retreat, and training, Martina and her team offer people a space for, to discover, embody, and express their authentic self. Martina's vision is to support people opening their heart to the greatest source of love that lives within every one of us. Thank you, Martina, so much for uh, saying yes to the summit and joining us today. Thank you, Lucia. It's a delight to be here, and I'm looking forward to sharing more with, with the wonderful audience joining us. Thank you. I appreciate you so much. Uh, before we go into uh, your topic of today, we would like to learn from you. How do you start your journey of conscious relationship? Mm -hmm. I guess for me, throughout my 20s, I'd, I'd been working as a chartered accountant and was unhappy in quite a lot of ways and kept having um, attempts at relationships that didn't go very well. and often had this sense of emptiness inside of me and always this striving and looking for something else. So thinking that if I just got the next promotion at work or went on the next holiday or bought myself some new clothes or a new car, kind of that sense of looking to feel the emptiness by fulfilling it with something from the outside. And at some point I had my own inner awakening where I realised that the things on the outside were never going to be the answer and that I needed to go more deeply into myself. And so it was that journey into myself where I got much more in touch with my own longing, my sense of self, who I am, what I'm here for, and recognising also that part of my desires and longings around love and intimacy and relationships was the desire to experience a deeper level of connection and to taste the transformative quality of those experiences and and the more embodied I was within myself the more I then found that 
I was able to step into experiences where I could have the transformative experience of love, intimacy and relationships. Mm. That's beautiful. <laughs> I resonate with you so much. <laughs> so today's topic is about the three keys to a vital, loving and sexy relationship. And we're so excited to learn from you today, Martina. So let's do this. Let's go and learn. Here we go. My presentation is three keys to a vital, loving and sexy relationship. And from my experience, a lot of people are missing what they truly desire in relationships. Having worked with so many men and women over the years, I know that there is a common longing and a common desire to experience a deep quality of love and a beautiful, vital relationship with juicy, deep, loving, sexy intimacy. However, most people are, are kind of missing each other in their intimacy, having experiences that don't quite deliver what they're looking for. And so in my own journey, I've discovered there are three keys that can really support the cultivation of this vital, loving and sexy relationship. The first of these keys is that the love and sex you wish for actually lives inside of you. It's so common to spend our lives looking for something on the outside. And as I mentioned in my introduction is that there's this experience of looking for promotions or cars or holidays or external experiences to fill us up. My greatest turning point came when I recognised that everything I'd been looking for lived inside of me. In actual fact, the love that I longed for was inside of me. The sexual energy that I desired was also inside of me. And to change that position within myself meant that when I connected with people, I was no longer walking around like a beggar going up to men looking for a relationship and wanting to get love and sex from them, looking to have somebody else fulfill me or looking to have somebody else make me feel good. There's a much greater sense of both relaxation and empowerment inside of me, knowing that I was already whole and complete and that whatever I wanted to share with people comes from deep inside of me. And the more I'm in touch with what I have to share, then the more likely it is for me to connect with somebody who is also coming from that fulfilled place internally. Now, within this topic of this particular key, the love and sex you wish for lives inside of you, the first point is self-validation. And what I mean by self-validation is the capacity to acknowledge ourselves. Each and every one of us is an amazing human being who has journeyed significant challenges in our lives and who has also overcome those challenges. And each and every one of us has beautiful, magnificent gifts 
and stories that are part of the tapestry of me, stories that are part of the tapestry of you. So self-validation is that capacity to say yes to self, to acknowledge who you are, and also to have your own back when things get a little challenging, to be able to hold your own ground and not looking for permission from somebody else to validate who you are. The second point is self-pleasure because one of the most beautiful ways to activate our own internal expression of sexual energy is through self-pleasure. So I find that by taking time to touch my own body, to feel the pleasure that comes from inside of me, the more often I connect with that juice inside and it could be as simple as rubbing my hands over my whole body and feeling the aliveness, the sensation, the warmth, the energy that moves with touching my own body. It could be giving myself a delicious breast massage. It could be stimulating and generating pleasure in my vagina. Whatever form self-pleasure takes, it's actually activating my sexual energy, it's activating my aliveness, it's having me feel much more fulfilled from the inside. It's about saying yes to my own energy and not being dependent on another to activate my own feeling of sexual aliveness. The other aspect on this, on this point that you'll see is self-love. And self-love is a deep, deep way of saying yes to yourself. Yes to who you are, yes to how you feel, yes to your thoughts, your desires. And it's about living self-love in action every day. I know that self-love is a concept that is often spoken about, but actually living it in every day is often much harder than how the concept is spoken about. So for me, self-love includes listening to when I need to have a rest, listening to when I need to go for a walk, listening when I need to eat something or drink something or go to the toilet. It also includes stepping in to have conversations. It includes a level of discernment, knowing how much I share, how much I hold within myself and that deep acknowledgement of who I am as a woman, as a person, as a facilitator. So self-love is a much wider umbrella than many of us even imagine at first. Um, in simple form, I like to think of it as a really deep yes to yourself, allowing space for all of who you are. And also not, not creating shadows or masks around who you are, letting yourself be somebody who experiences pain and hurt and upset and anger and grief and somebody who experiences love and bliss and joy and ecstasy. Self-love can include all of those things. And it's not about just feeling good all the time. It's actually about feeling the depth of who you are. 
So do remember that the love and sex you wish for lives inside of you. And you can affirm this each and every day through practices of self-validation, self-pleasure and self-love. The next key that I want to share with you is to stay curious about your partner. One of the things that I've seen happen in my own life and I've seen it happen in the lives of my clients is that we get a certain point into relationships and familiarity creeps in and there's a sense of assuming that we already know everything about each other. Curiosity is the capacity to stay interested and to allow for the possibility that I'm always changing and my partner is always changing. I remember a couple I worked with many years ago shared that their greatest transformation in their relationship came about because they learnt to see each other as new every day waking up with a sense of curiosity and wondering, who is she today? Who am I today? Who is he today? Allowing that openness of not necessarily assuming that what was true yesterday is going to be true today. And within our relationships, there are three key areas that I've, I've included here today that I feel are very important. So the first of these is to explore your deepest values. And this needs to happen very early on in our relationships, as well as being an evolving conversation throughout your relationship. Because the truth is who you are at the beginning of the relationship is not necessarily who you will be six months, 12 months, two years, five years later. And particularly when people become parents, values change. If people go through significant career transitions or changes in, in their lifestyle or their stage of life, values change again. Now, of course, we don't have to have, be an exact match on all of your values. It's not necessary for all of your values to be the same as all of your partner's values. It is important though that you have an appreciation and a respect for your partner's values. So for example, in my life, my partner and I, we both share a common value around transformation. We're both wholeheartedly committed to journeying through growth and transformation and actually using our own experiences of growth and transformation to create the work that we share with others. We're also both wholeheartedly committed to making a difference in the world, to making a positive contribution to other people's lives. And then there are some areas where we have different values. For example, my partner loves motorbike riding and that fulfills his, his values of freedom and adventure. For me, I'm very interested and passionate about eating well and living a healthy lifestyle and that fulfills my values around health and feeling good. Now, we, we both have an appreciation 
of those areas in each other's lives and we can support each other with those things but I don't need my partner to read all the things that I might read about health and he doesn't need me to go motorbike riding in actual fact I think he enjoys that I don't want to go so there'll be some areas where our values are things we work on together and some areas where our values are things that are personal to each of us and part of supporting each other in a relationship is allowing space for the areas where your values connect and are aligned and also allowing space for where your values are different. So, and just as I said earlier, allow space that your values will change over the journey of a relationship. The second point is to have a look at your daily needs. Because within a relationship, people will have different daily needs. Some people need more alone time. Some people need more connection time. Some people need regular routines around exercise and meditation. Others need, need routines around having rest or maybe dancing or maybe more social activities. Um, in, in my relationship, my partner and I, we both have strong needs around space and we also both have strong needs around connection. I have a higher need for social contact with others and that's something that I can fulfil in my own way without needing him to be part of that experience all of the time. Um, we also have daily needs around exercising and meditating and taking care of our own inner world, which are things that we can support each other with or we can leave each other free to do in our own time and space. And again, daily needs are something that will change, might change because you become a parent or it might change because your children are older. It might Your daily needs might change again because you change jobs or something else. The, the third point to be curious about is your sexual needs. I know that talking about high libido and low libido is a really common topic often when it comes to sexuality and relationships. What I've discovered is that part of the reason for the mismatch in libidos is not so much about the libidos as it is about this underlying needs for the way you might be touched, the way you experience intimacy, the way you experience closeness, connection, touch, foreplay, penetration with your partner. Now, working with stereotypes because they're often stereotypes for a reason, it's quite common that a woman might be the one with the low libido. Now, often that exists because she's never truly been touched in a way that opens her body. And she may be very out of touch with her body herself and not even know what her sexual needs are. After working with couples now for a lot of years, it's become really obvious to me that a lot of women and a lot of men actually don't even know what their sexual needs are. So part of being in touch with your sexual needs 
is to go back to what I said on the previous slide about self-pleasure. Self-pleasure is definitely the first step for being in touch with your sexual needs. And then people are often really shy to communicate their sexual needs. For example, women often need a lot more foreplay before penetration happens. But they feel shy, they feel that they're unable to express their needs because they don't want to feel like they're being too much or asking for too much or being too demanding on their partners. Men also may have needs around variety of sexual experiences or regularity of sex that they feel uncomfortable to talking with their partners about because they might feel concerned of not wanting to put too much pressure on their partner, not wanting to ask for too much, not wanting to be too much. And so I find that this conversation around sexual needs needs to be brought forward and sexual needs to include everything from affection, whether it's a small kiss as you say goodbye for the day, whether it's hugs and touch throughout the day, whether it's taking time to look into each other's eyes and really drop and feel and be connected from the inside of your body, whether it's the way you like your breasts to be touched, your vagina to be touched, for men the way that they like their penis to be touched, the rest of their body to be touched, and also inside of penetration. Do you want a more slow experience? Do you want a, a faster and, and a more varied experience? Do you want something where you're just completely still and looking into each other's eyes? And I find if you do some regularity of checking in with each other, like, does that feel good for you? This is what feels really good for me. Oh, I really love that. That felt awesome and I'd love to experience more of that. And as much as it can be vulnerable to talk about our sexual needs, vulnerability is really sexy. So get in the habit of talking about your sexual needs um, because that will build up sexiness, vitality, closeness and lovingness. It also generates a sense of trust between you because if you trust each other enough to be vulnerable, then you also start inspiring each other to be more alive versions of yourself. So definitely stay curious about your partner and stay in touch with your deepest needs, your daily needs and your sexual needs. The next topic, the third key to a vital, loving and sexy relationship is that polarity is essential. Now, what I mean by polarity in its most simple form, it's that spark between a man and a woman. It's that spark of energy that's there when you first see each other, when you first touch each other, when there's that sense of being magnetically drawn towards each other. Now, I know that some of that initial spark fades as we develop trust and safety and this sense of knowing each other more fully. However, when that spark 
becomes non-existent. Often people have moved into, let's say, almost a dull experience with each other. There's too much familiarity, too much habit, and actually not enough cultivation of polarity because it's actually a myth that that spark only exists at the beginning of a relationship. It's possible to keep cultivating that spark, to be cultivating the ongoing experience of polarity within your relationships. So if you think of that spark, that's part of your nourishment. It's part of your connection and your ongoing way of relating to each other and seeing each other as vital, sexy beings that you want to love and ravish and hold and connect and be close to. So for me, one of the things that I'll do to keep that polarity alive is spending time nourishing myself from within. So nourishing myself means that I'll spend time dancing, stretching, breathing and really opening through my own body, feeling that aliveness that can only come from inside of me. So nourishing yourself is about knowing what makes the feminine spark come alive for women and for men knowing what makes that masculine spark come alive? I know that one of the examples I've, I've often seen in, in clients is that when people first meet each other, they fall in love because they are really shiny. The woman's been taking care of herself and she's been, you know, in this beautiful um, routines with her health and um, spending time with her girlfriends and looking after her values, knowing who she is, generating self-love and equally for the man, he's been taking care of himself, going to the gym, spending time with his male friends, having adventures. So there's two really shiny, alive, kind of sparky people and the man can feel that bubbling up of his masculine and the woman can feel the bubbling up of her feminine. But then over time spent in a relationship, the woman forgets to go out with her girlfriends and she forgets to take care of herself as well as she was and the man gets a bit lazy and stops going to the gym and stops connecting with his mates and adventures take a back seat. So then all of a sudden the relationship is the priority but all of these things that made these people shiny and sparkling in the first place have taken a back seat. So nourishing yourself and staying in touch with that sparky, shiny place is about cultivating regular nourishment. It's about knowing your values, knowing your needs and taking time out. For women, it's vital to have space with other women where you can recharge your feminine energy, where you can simply feel good about being a woman and being, being nourished in that way, taking time to, to touch each other, to massage each other, to share in a way that 
only women share and connect with each other. And equally for men, it's important to have spaces where you connect with other men, uh, whether it's having adventures or whether it's sharing or whether it's you know exploring life more deeply. Spaces where you're truly having that sense of recharging yourself from the inside. Because without that, and the spark's gone and you end up like flat rocks on the bottom of a riverbed that have all their edges worn away. It's like there's, there's much more aliveness in the river where the rocks are, have some little um, edges and bumpy pieces so that the water can splash and celebrate against those rocks. And essentially that's what we want in our relationships is not to be needing to fight to create polarity, but actually for the polarity be, to be created because you're so full of your own essence from the inside out. And I know when I'm in that space and I see my partner and I feel him in his masculine essence, there'll be a part of me that just as I see him, breathes him in that sense of, breathing him into my body, feeling him through my body and breathing in the, the fullness, the wholeness, the potency of his masculine energy and feeling where that meets with my feminine energy and feeling how my feminine energy starts to do its own dance in response to that aliveness that I experience in him. Then the third point on polarity is to nourish each other. And what I mean by nourish each other, there's a certain quality of masculine energy that a man brings. There's a certain quality of feminine energy that a woman brings. And so for me, being able to lean into the steadfastness, the strength, the, the clarifying, the directional, those strong masculine qualities, being able to lean into those in my partner and know that he's happy to support me in those ways and being able to utilise his, his ways of compartmentalising, his unique abilities for problem solving in a way that is very different to my own capacity. Being able to lean into that in him, it allows me to feel like I don't have to do everything on my own. I don't have to be this strong, independent woman in the world who's taking care of herself. It's like I can lean into his masculine. I can be supported by his masculine energy in ways that enrich my life. And I'm not needing to be constantly active in my masculine energy. Because if I'm constantly active in my masculine energy, at some point I will feel depleted. But being able to utilise that in my partner, there's a sense of letting go, trusting him, leaning more deeply into him. And then he feels empowered too because he feels trusted. He feels that his, his masculine capacity is cherished and loved and acknowledged by me. Equally, when he wants 
a sense of simply being loved, simply being held and nourished and bathed in feminine love, he knows that he can lean into me. He can come to me when he feels a bit weary of the world, a bit weary of the challenges and know that my love can create a bath for him, a space where he can let go. He can let go of the part of him that's prepared and directional and forward moving. It's like he can let go of all of that and just fall into this space here that I hold for him of being feminine love. And then in that space, he can let go of the part of him that feels like he needs to be doing, that he needs to be active. And there's this sense of my love offering him a, a new way of nourishing. And that, yes, he can have his own inner feminine energy, but being able to connect with that feminine quality within me provides a new level of rejuvenation for him. So as you can see, polarity is a really important part of our relationships. And there is no need for your relationships to become overly familiar, overly habitual, because you can keep on cultivating polarity. You can keep on nourishing yourself from inside and then as a result, nourishing each other. If you feel empty inside and there's a sense of always leaning to your partner to get something from your partner, pretty soon you'll both feel depleted. So don't let your relationship turn into one where there's no spark, there's no magnetism and you're simply taking from each other because that's very, very depleting and unfulfilling. And I know that a lot of people are often wondering where is that deeper meaning in relationship? Where is that deeper connection? Why is the sex not as fulfilling as I want it to be? Why am I not experiencing the, the quality of, of really feeling connected and experiencing a meaningful relationship? And it's because these three keys that I've just shared with you, it's because they're missing. So it's really important to be able to connect with sex and love from inside of yourself to stay curious about who your partner is and allow space for growth and change and to keep on leaning into polarity, leaning in to explore how you keep that spark alive. Whether you've been together for five days, six months, 10 years, you can start to put these keys into action in your life today so that you start to make a difference. Any relationship that has become overly familiar, then women, start spending time cultivating your feminine energy, exploring the sex and love from inside of yourself. Men, start spending time in men-only spaces, cultivating your sex and love from the inside, having that sense of the energy from inside of you 
and start having new conversations with your partner. Um, an essential part of being curious is to not judge each other. Allow yourself to listen, to hear, to feel what it is that's truly important because curiosity is really sexy and that will feed your polarity as well. So as you can see, there's a lot of, lot of wisdom and a lot of um, beauty to share around these three keys. What I'd love to do now is to share with you a special offer that I have for you. So as part of this summit, I have available for you that you can join up for my Tantra for Women online course or the Tantra for Men online course, which will support you to integrate these three keys into your life. Now this offer is available to you for 67 Australian dollars. The regular price is 97 Australian dollars. You simply need to use the code Polarity is Essential and that's available at tantricblossoming.com until November the 7th. The second summit offer that I have available for you is Love, Intimacy and Relationship Mentoring Sessions with me. Now, the regular price for three, three of these sessions is $750 US dollars. As a special offer for the summit, you can have three one-hour love, intimacy and relationship mentoring sessions with me for $600 US dollars. And you can contact admin at Tantric Blossoming to book your initial 15-minute discovery call if you'd like to take advantage of that offer. There's also lots of information available at tantricblossoming.com. Also, you can find other videos on under Tantric Blossoming on YouTube and other information on Instagram and Facebook. So it's been an absolute pleasure to share these keys with you. And if you can do one thing today to make a difference, to connect with yourself, my suggestion is just to place your hands on your body to feel into yourself, to feel your feminine essence, to feel your masculine essence, to feel who you are from the inside and breathe into that space. Love who you are. And as you do that, you'll find that there's more of your vitality available for you, for your relationships and for you to share in the rest of the world. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Martina, so much for such a heartfelt and beautiful presentation. Um, so and one of the keys that talks about the love and sex you wish for live with inside of you, you talk about validation. And in my journey and exploration um, to reach validation, we have to uh, it seems like we have to cross this terrain of letting go of our second guessings and doubt to really fully embody that self-validation where it like, feels so delicious to just be authentic with yourself. So in your experience, what do you feel and think that an audience can do for to let go of the doubt that they have about themselves and 
about their life and their path and and that they're second guessing themselves so much that they, they feel insecure um, something that they can put in practice every day to reach that level that finally once they have crossed that terrain they can start experiencing and, and come together with the validation of self-validation sure for me, the way I see it is that self-validation, it is really, it's, it's the outcome of self-love. And so often people live within a conflict and, as you said, second-guessing themselves. And so even just taking time each day to tune in to how I feel, to allow space that I will have a variety of different feelings to allow space for the, the desires that I have. And instead of judging myself, in, instead of making myself wrong, just to spend some time quietly sitting with how I feel. And sometimes that can be through a process of journaling. Sometimes there, there is a deeper level of inner work that needs to, be, needs to happen with some form of coach to actually clear out some of the internal saboteurs that are in the way. So getting more in touch with the deeper essence of who, who you are so that the mind chatter and the doubts and the saboteurs can fall away. Great. I was going to mention, um, you know, I would like to mention too that sometimes I find myself in a position that I have this such a great self-validation for myself that sometimes people doesn't resonate with it. <laughs> it's like because maybe they call you egocentric and oh you too much because I have come to a point in my life where I'm like I don't need validation from anybody to really be myself, be authentic, be vulnerable, be this, be that. And sometimes it seems like people don't take it right. So what will be your um your in insight on that when people are still afraid that it's going to feel rejected because when you reach that self-validation and you don't need that validation external validation there's another trigger that is happening at a deeper level with like rejection <laughs> my my sense is that being in that space of self-validation that it's really okay if people reject me you know, if I'm, if I'm loving and supporting and validating myself and other people don't like that, then that's really, that's their choice to not like it, yeah. And if other people experience my self-validation as egocentric or problematic in some way, then that's theirs to deal with. Beautiful. So when we're talking about the aspect of stay curious about your partner and your sexual need we especially here in america in the u.s we encounter that many couples have especially i feel like men have a hard time really expressing their sexual desires their sexual fantasies what they really want to experience sexually and and they can see and they can feel that their sparkle of the relationship has been it's gone and that sparkle sexual sparkle also has been gone but they're so afraid to share that with their partners so 
how can we share with our partners that the sparkle is gone and our sexual fantasies without creating too much chaos? Like what kind of baby step for those mm. who have no idea how to do it? Yeah, sure. And I, I think, um, I mean, my experience, and I'd say America and Australia are quite similar. And, and I do feel that both men and women are very strongly challenged when it comes to talking about sexual needs and sexual fantasies. And I just wanted to make one distinction, first of all, around sexual fantasies, because there are some sexual fantasies that people have that will only ever stay sexual fantasies because they have, they have no desire to actually live it out, but they have a desire to just explore the energy internally. Then there are other sexual fantasies that people do have a desire to live out. So just wanted to make that distinction first of all. And I think what's behind that is often this, this fear of I can't share my fantasies or I can't share my desires or I can't share that I want to be touched for longer, I want to be touched differently, or when she touches my penis like that, it doesn't feel good, but when she touches it like that, it does feel good. So there can be this fear of judgment, the fear of being too demanding, the fear of the fear of rejection again, because what if I express my needs and the other person goes, no way, I'm not interested in touching you that way or doing that thing with you. So the fear of rejection definitely sits behind some of this challenge around our sexual needs. But what I see is when we don't speak up for our needs, we're actually rejecting ourselves. So I would say for anyone watching this, if, if there are sexual needs that you have, whether it's to be touched differently, whether it's to have sex more often, whether it's to have a different variety of sexual positions or sexual locations or whatever it might be. But allow yourself to be really honest about those needs, those desires, those fantasies. Write them down in a journal and, and this is part of the process of self-validation as well. By writing them down in a journal, it encourages you to get really present to what those are for yourself to sit and go, oh, yeah, I really, I want to make love like that. I want to touch my partner like that. I want to experience being, you know, whether it's fully submissive or fully dominant or whatever the energies might be, just get present to them and feel those energies in your own body to start. And then the one that is, let's say, the least risque, commit to sharing that one with your partner the very next day to be like, you know what, honey, when you touch me in that particular way, something in my body shuts down. But when you touch me in this other way, then I really open up. I want more of that one. And then if you share one thing, take that risk, lean into the vulnerability, stop rejecting yourself and just share one thing. And then your partner goes, oh, wow. Most people are going to be so welcoming of their partner's feedback, especially when it comes from a place of this maybe causes my body to contract or not feel so good. But this, this helps me to come alive, to feel more connected to you, to feel more seen by you. Whatever it is that's your experience, put feeling words around it. And then, then 
most times the other person's going to go, okay, I'd like to work on that with you. I'd like to support you in that. And then if you've shared one thing on your list, maybe you might get courageous enough to share the next thing on your list. And even to say to your partner, I'd love to know your needs as well. I'd love to know your desires. So it becomes an ongoing conversation rather than just something of like, well, I really don't like it when you do that, so don't do that anymore. Or you must have sex with me this way because I have to have this. Of course, that kind of communication is going to shut the other person down. So allowing communication that is about, yeah, this is what feels good to me. This is what I'd love to explore. How would that feel for you? Mm, beautiful. So what I'm hearing is coming from a place of communicating our needs from a place of, you know, from a place of like maybe playfulness, sensuality, erotism, instead of coming from a place of like judgment and complaining and nagging and and shaming and putting the other partner down because they haven't guessed or they haven't uh, figured out how to please that sexually or even in other areas of our life. Pleasure, more fun, more bliss. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and sometimes when we're vulnerable, we can put on a little bit of a hard edge, but that hard edge doesn't create connection. Whereas like to go, oh, and, and maybe even say, I feel vulnerable sharing this. And I'd really love to say, yeah, so bringing that lightness and vulnerability into it. Beautiful. I love that you pretty much wrapping it up with the vulnerability factor in there because it's one of the most precious gifts that we can give to ourselves and our relationship uh, being vulnerable. So thank you so much, Martina, for this amazing presentation and conversation. Uh, had to sparkle out, you know, relationships um, a lot more every day. I really appreciate you. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Lucia. It's been lovely to share with you. Mm. Thank you. So um, thank you, our amazing audience today, for uh, joining us. But before we, uh, we wrap it up, how can we find you again, Martina? So go to tantricblossoming.com. You can find me there and you'll also find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Beautiful. So now it's time to wrap up. Thank you so much, uh, amazing audience, for watching today to another episode of the Conscious Relationship and Coupling and Parenting Summit. We appreciate you and see you in the next episode. Have a great day.